0: Welcome to the Unstoppable Profit Podcast. Wherever you are today, if you're starting with nothing or are well on your way to the success you desire with the right people, processes, and promotions in place, you will be unstoppable. And now, I'd like to introduce your host, Mike Stromso. Welcome, everybody. This is Mike Stromso coming to you live from the Living Agency Laboratory with another episode in the Unstoppable Profit podcast. Uh, I am excited to have longtime insure tech entrepreneur on with us today, Mr. Matt Aaron from uh, Insurance Agent App. Matt, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Mike. Great to be here. Good to see you. Hey, grateful to have you. And uh, you have been uh, helping people within the UPP space and the IA industry all over North America for quite some time. Thank you for your contributions. Thank you for your efforts. And we want to make sure we get up to date on the latest and what's going on with Insurance Agent App because it has become a game changer when properly implemented, executed, and taken action upon within the insurance agency business. So let's get up to date, but before we do that, for somebody who may not have heard of Matt Aaron or Kiki or Insurance Agent App, tell us who you are. Sure,
1: Uh, thanks Mike, and again, Just great to see you. Uh, you
0: are—I
1: consider you a mentor of mine, and I say that to you often. But I go to the UPP conferences, not just as a you know person who has a component that could be helpful for the independent channel. But I learn a lot there. And I encourage anybody, if you're not familiar with uh, the UPP and the UPP bootcamp conferences to please check them out. That, that was not a shameless promotion. Mike did not know I was gonna say that, but I firmly believe that. I go there to be enlightened myself. So the brief bio on me is I spent most of my career in media and entertainment with companies like Viacom, Paramount, CBS. In 2008 I left that industry by design um, and I was talking about this with somebody the other day I really did see early on what was called over the top tv what is now called streaming kind of saw that coming on and you know what I looked at it and said I had a natural break and in 2008 uh, I took some former tv game shows that were produced by my dad he was at NBC for most of his career and he green a lot of shows like Jeopardy um, and then left NBC to starboard up Merv Griffin Enterprises with Merv and then left Merv to do his own game show. So a lot of that material was sitting in boxes in an attic. And uh, in 2008, we started developing those games for play online. Remember those online casual games that you'd waste time on in your office?
0: No. <laughs> so yeah, we started. I've heard of it. Right.
1: About- <laughs> <laughs> so we started developing for that. And then uh, in 2008, a little thing called the iTunes App Store opened up. And at the time, there were only 15,000 uh, apps in Apple's App Store. There are now just under 3 million. There's over 3 million in the Google Play Store. So we liked our chances, you know, 15,000 apps, let's go. So we were in development early. And what we realized is that, uh, what I realized, I never wanted to live by the $1.99 uh, download model again, the uh, per download earning a $1.99. When you realize that Angry Birds was Rovio's 50th attempt at bringing out a game, you realize maybe this is a business that I don't really wanna be in. Cause we're not a game factory, you know, we had a couple of shows that we were gonna bring out, but right. long-term, no, it's not really what I wanted to do, but we learned a lot. Right. And then uh, 2011, 12, uh, and this is on our website, there's a piece of video on this. I was uh, jogging on a sidewalk here in Charlotte, North Carolina, where we are based with my 10-year-old son at the time, when a minivan got sideways about a foot from us and was skidding forward perpendicular to the road at about 40 miles an hour. So truly, if it had jumped the curb, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Fortunately for us, it went up and uh, took out an oak tree, and that uh, caused a good-sized accident that we helped clean up. But in the process of cleaning up that accident, I asked myself the question, well, what would you have to do if you we were in the accident? got to call your agent. And that's when I realized I had no clue who my agent was. I had the wrong name for the fellow and I had no idea what the name of his agency was. Wow. So I went and sat down with him, asked if I could have a few minutes of his time. And you will appreciate this from a sales perspective. I'd never met this fellow. Uh, he had all of our personal eye and stuff. And uh, uh, I said, do you mind if I just talk with you? And the first thing out of his mouth, other than hi, was you're not trying to sell me something, are you? And <laughs> kid you not, and to this wow. day I've never forgotten it. And I, I my, you know, I was kind of taken aback somewhat. I said, no, I'm really not. I said, I'm here to learn. I don't know anything about what you do, how you do it, didn't know anything about directs, captives, independence. This was wide open to me. And I just had a simple question. Why don't you have a meaningful presence for me on my smartphone? And he said, I'd love to, but I don't have the time, the money, or the resources to build anything like that. So as I said, this was 2012. We took about nine months to do due diligence and the big question was this uh, Do you really think that you can walk into a $650 billion a year industry, the USP and C business, and carve out your own little niche? And I said, yeah, I think we can, because we know more about mobile development right now than anybody else does. We know more than most Fortune 500 companies know about mobile development. And we did. And I knew guys at Bank of America here in Charlotte who were on that team. And I did have a good sense of where they were, what they were doing. So I thought about it. And as I was thinking about, okay, you've got a lot of blue water out there. What do you really want to do? And are you really going to go into this industry you know nothing about? And the answer was, yeah, you have to because you get you 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 have to scratch that itch you don't know what's underneath there but if you don't you may live one day to regret that you never did so we did the due diligence and we finally realized yeah okay we saw what was out there and there were some what i would call 1.0 contact apps that were out there and there were good efforts at at least step one and then we realized no uh the whole um uh, The whole thrust of this has to be for the end there has to be meaning for the end user and part of that was there has to be policy data in there and this is very early management systems weren't set up to integrate they had no apis and it has advanced very slowly from then until now and the ecosystem half the ecosystem is opening up i'd say the other half it is going to go go down you know if they go down they're going to always go down trying to wall it off because that's where it's always been and that's all. and uh as someone said to me you know we'll be I, I said to them yeah we'll be overnight successes after seven or eight years and he said you don't understand that is overnight in the insurance business so you know uh, we've been doing this now for eight years we rolled it out first in 2013 and uh, i find it hard to believe that this much time has passed and you know i love the business because i really do enjoy the people in there Um, i came from the entertainment industry as i said where the i'll just say this uh, colloquially the asshole factor was really high really high and and you know look every industry has its bad apples generally speaking the independent insurance vertical distribution channel has some really nice people and generally I haven't really bumped into the people that you want to avoid I mean everybody's gonna have a bad day but generally speaking good people in the channel we like working in it so um, that's a long way of saying how did we get here Um, but no that's the background that's how we we get into this
0: yeah thank you for sharing your story most importantly I'm glad you're okay and I'm glad your family's okay and that was a moment which of course, looking back, we didn't want it to happen, but it did for a reason, right? And here you are today, eight years later, bringing something of incredible value to the IA channel, uh, and I want to dig in. So, question for you, are a part of the Insured Tech evolution, if you will. Would you agree? Agree, yep. Because I, I see you in that space all the time, learning, helping, growing with them. Comment on that very briefly. Sure. Uh,
1: we, you know, the Insured Tech all right, got coined probably in 2016 with the first InsureTech Connect conference in Vegas. And I was there for that. I was on a panel on mobile and I'll never forget Karn Soroya from Cover saying, you know, basically in my world, the agent is dead. You know, they're, they're, they're irrelevant. And... I disagreed with him and I wish I had had some other supporters there. There was only two other people that I know from the independent channel that were at that conference that year. Since then, you know, it's, it's gotten its traction and the independent channel does show up, which is good. But you know, mobile was a a new thing, right? For all industries back 13, 14, everybody was getting into mobile. We knew that mobile was going to be a force for the long haul. Okay. There may be a technology that replaces mobile as we know it right now, but right now, mobile is still it, and it's going to be it for the foreseeable future. What's fascinating to me is this, that as mobile apps have become passe, I mean, it's kind of like, okay, we use them all day, we use them every day, we get a new one, we, we get rid of another one. Uh, the average number of apps on smart smartphone now is between 80 and 120, depending on the research you believe. So what I find fascinating is that the industry now is almost moving on from mobile, right? because they never got into it.
0: <laughs> like,
1: yeah. It was like, yeah, we never, we never got into it. So we can move on from it. And the challenge is this, their clients haven't moved on from it. Okay. Consumers haven't moved on from it. If you're a service provider and you aren't connected to your customer on their mobile device, then you're not connected to them. Period. You're just not. So that's where the independent channel really has to think about how we utilize mobile in a way that can be constructive for our business. Yeah. And if you really haven't asked yourself that question, that's a legitimate question to be pondering.
0: Yeah. An annual goal for every agency should, agency should be to make sure that they not only their website is mobile friendly annually, because, I mean, we identified because we have to inspect what we expect, right? In every yes. way. But we identified our agency website needed an upgrade as well because technology continues to go forward. Yeah. And so, uh, I also heard years ago as far as, you know, apps on phones and all that kind of stuff, possibly 60 to 70% of all transactions nowadays are on these devices. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I would. I haven't seen recent transaction data, but anecdotally, yeah. I I have no doubt about that because the processors have gotten really good about processing on a mobile device, Yeah, because they had to, right? Right. Um, And even the vendors that we work with in this space, like the ePay policy, simply use your payments, TransPay, there are buttons in the agency apps, agencies that work with us for those providers. So if they have a commercial client that wants to pay great let them pay it and they use epay or they use TransPay or simply use your payments so those are the kinds of simple things you make it easier for your client to pay because guess what they don't have to search for your website then find on your website where to pay for epay policy i mean these are steps these are saving right. steps so right. that's what it's about for your client
0: what's well, about the ease of doing business i mean it's yeah. about if you will, to coin another word that's really become a big part of our thought process and we can never get good enough at this, the client experience. Yes, yep. It's you know, ask all about the, the client experience, go ahead, yeah.
1: Yeah, ask yourself the question, is this provider making it easier or harder to do business with, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple of years ago, you know, <laughs> true story, that agent that I mentioned to you early on, the one who asked me, you know, are you trying to sell me something? Uh, Our personal line's business is with that agent, even though we have had agencies, uh, I don't know if you know Mike Stansbury, Elite Insurance Solutions out of Nashville was the agency of the year last year for Rough Notes. Mike said, just let me have it, you know, because he's over in Nashville and he handles the the company that has our business. And I said, Mike, you don't understand. There's a reason why I stay with this agent. They have set the bar so low as to what it means to communicate with their clients, I like knowing how low the bar is, and that's the truth. It, it may sound just bass backwards, but that's the truth. They are so bad at communicating that, um, and I can't. T- I have fun sending the notes every once in a while, saying, "Hey, have you guys checked this out? <laughs> the insurance agent app, and and they're on Hawksoft. They're on a management system that we're integrated with, and it's kind of like just over their head. Just not doesn't register. Don't even think about it. And the truth is that is how a lot of agencies perceive any technology or some technology. They just don't let it bake for a second and go, how does that relate to me? You know, yeah. why should I pay attention to that? And yes, you can continue doing things the way you've always been doing them, but there is a reason why apps are utilized the way that they are. I think that the latest number, 250 billion downloads will be in 2020, 2022 or something next year. Get your head around, you know, it's a lot of downloads. Yeah. It's a lot of apps getting yeah. downloaded, and it's not just to play games. I mean, it's right. not about that. It really is. People use apps to help them be more productive. Mm-hmm. I look at my kids and I look at how they use their devices, and I think about okay. And I believe me, I ask them all the time. And they're not going to use their laptop to get something done. Generally speaking, they're going to use their mobile device,
0: and that's because just it's how easy.
1: They, it's yeah, precisely. It's that's easy it. and
0: efficient. Right. It's you not know. more complicated than that. That's right. And you know, I learned years ago, if we want things to change, we need to change. It's really Mm -hmm. that simple. So back to the agencies for just a minute. So what qualifies as an engagement for an insurance agency in today's world and into the future? Well, (laughs)
1: it's a loaded question, Mike. Um, it, It depends on the agency. That would be my immediate response because it really does. And every is at a different point along the client engagement experience road or lane. And I I know that uh, CRMs are uh, popular, if you will, right now. Uh, What we're seeing in the InsurTech world is there has been an explosion of CRMs. There's been an explosion of CRMs that claim to analyze your data. And and I saw you guys had uh, had Ron on, uh, Ron Troyer with Aureus last week. They're for real. I know what they're doing with the data and I know how deeply they go because we have a, uh, an advisor uh, and Frank's on both teams. So we get how deep these guys are going to analyze the data. We know others aren't going this deep to analyze the data. So, you know, it's really hard for an agency now to, we had one the other day that came in and said, I really don't know why I scheduled this demo. What do you do? Yeah. And smiled and I said, you know what? I understand your challenge because on the marketplace where their management system is, there there is a list of service providers. And if you sell insurance every day and you're not in tech, you're just gonna glaze over and say, what the hell do I know? What's this one different from that one? And who cares, right? This one's got an app, that one's got an app, they're all the same, right? Well, that's like saying that. This line of insurance with this company is the same line of insurance with that company. And there are differences, right? Right. Forget about this price, but there are real differences underneath the hood. So you try to articulate that in ways that are very simple to understand. But from what we're seeing, there's a lot of confusion out there, legitimate confusion as to what do I need? How should I build my tech stack in such a way that it benefits my agency? doesn't confuse my employees, allows them to be more productive. And it's very, very challenging for an agency principal that doesn't have a tech consultant working with them that's trying to figure this stuff out to figure it out. It's hard. It really is hard. And that's why we have stayed in our lane. And I think for the right reasons, meaning we focus on engagement with your client. Uh, on their mobile device. That is what we do. And that is all that we do. We are not trying to be a CRM. We're not trying to analyze your data in a way that says, oh, you can sell another policy. There are ways that we see doing that down the road that are accretive, meaning they're not interrupting to the end user and they are, you know, they'll help the agency. But in the meantime, um, the reason why we focus on mobile is it's not easy. And what I know that most agency principals don't do is they don't go tap around an app to really understand. Does this thing work well or is it a piece of junk? And because there are apps out there and it's gotten much better. I think when the first company apps came out in 11, 12, they were pretty sketchy, right? They shouldn't have been rolled out. But they've gotten a lot better. But even so, some are still just, you know, they'll, they'll give you they'll tell you how much you owe and they'll get you an ID card. They don't do much else or if they do, you know, the one I love to point out is the USAA app is the mother of all apps, it's the kitchen sink. And if you look at it, you understand why, it's because their clientele is all around the world doing different things at different times and they really do need to access different things in the app, so you know what, I give them a pass. It's the. It's got a lot going on in it, but you know what, they've earned that. And thank you for your service and those of you who have USAA, but, when it comes to other apps like Geico, I moved a vehicle over there recently to, just to use the app, and I was like, "This is kind of cluttered. It's not. The, it's not a great user experience. They get awards. Geico gets awards. You know, it's not a great user experience. It'll get the job done for sure, but I encourage anybody who's seriously looking at an app for their agencies, play with it, use it. Yeah. Don't don't just say, "Oh, so and so uses it. This one uses it. Or, or that all apps are created equal because they really are not. And I look. simplest way to look at that is use different travel apps. Use United, use American, and use Delta's app. They're all three really different, and I have a preference as to which one I really like. But if right. I'm on the airline, I guess I have to use that one for that day. You're locked in, right? They got you. But yeah. I encourage people to please... If you assess what and want to assess whether a mobile app is good for your agency, it's, it's good for your clients, tap around. There's got to be utility for the end user. Because the truth is, your clients already have their policy information and they never look at it anyway,
0: right? right. That's yeah. true. So something, there's gotta be Yeah. When they want something, they text us and say, Text me a copy of my policies. Oh, let's be clear. They didn't say email, they said text. Because exactly. you know. I don't know if any client, and, and I know we've talked about this before, who's really screaming for us to send them another email. <laughs>
1: no, right. please, please. They, they want right. that
0: experience. So, I mean, I'm looking at my app. These are my policies. Whoops, they disappeared. But I mean, there they are right there. I mean, yes. it's super simple, super easy uh, because I use insurance agent app and it helps me. I mean, my wife has a question about her insurance. I don't know. Let me look it up. Boom, boom, boom. She goes, what are you using right there? I said, the insurance agent app. This is like a year or two ago. She goes, let me see that. I said, (laughs) let me set you up. And now she just looks it up herself. She's in that same mindset. You know, one one of the other things that I learned, and this is just a thought process for everybody, as we continue to help people, reach more people, and create that experience, we're currently operating within five generations of people. Wow. Five Okay, including Generation Z, who I just uh, interviewed for my studies in that particular realm. This is where they're going. So if we don't meet them where they are, we're going to get left behind. So, and, you know, last year, if if last year didn't get people's attention, what will? Go ahead, Matt. Uh, I'd say we had a client um, in Brooklyn, New York,
1: and uh, they are a small agency, but they do a lot of commercial. And we have a customization component in the app for preferred icons and links. And they can be anything an agency wants them to be. And the uh, agency said, we need that set up for WhatsApp. And usually it's a link to a website or a web-based component. And I said, well, you know what? Um, I don't think we've ever done that for an agency yet. Let me just check it out, right? And it really was as simple as WhatsApp does have a component that allowed us to treat that icon and that component as a quote web link which it's really not but it allows the user who is used to using whatsapp with their agency as the primary way of communication now the agency can have whatsapp inside our app to communicate with their client the agency was thrilled it was like that is awesome so you know it's one of those where we had not done it but it's a customization component that ended up being Pretty straightforward, right? But just no one had asked before. But this agency does most of their, she said 40 to 50% of our engagement is via WhatsApp, not through the management system, via WhatsApp. And there's there's an E&O trail on it. It's all archived. They can go back. They're safe. Because that was my concern about really you're using WhatsApp and not, you know, texting out of the management system. So yeah,
0: I want to get to management systems in just a minute, but I'm looking at my app. This is my app for our agency for for my policies, right? And I've got Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube at the bottom, which is a direct link that can be customized. So you just added WhatsApp down here? Correct. Super simple. Fantastic. Yeah. So so you can help people also customize it for their own situation so they can better serve their clients and create the experience that the customer wants, right?
1: Yeah, precisely. Because we have the text button just north of that on the that page of the app, right? Right. She's like, no, we don't want to use that. I'm like, uh, okay, well, please tell me how, how do you work. And she told me. And that's when I was like, you know what? Let us, let us check this out because is this a development effort? Like wh- where do we, what do we have to do to help you? And it turned out to be pretty straightforward. And, but no, no one was doing it. This, is, this is, There's an agency in Brooklyn, New York, doing something that I don't know of any other agency in the country doing. And it was pretty cool.
0: If we want things to change, we get to change. Yeah. We get to yeah. change. You know, it made me think of also one of our other partners at UPP who talks about the platinum rule, not the golden rule. We don't know what the golden rule, treat other people like they want to be treated. But the platinum rule is treat other people the way they want to be treated. And that's what that agency did. Yes. And yep, so you're much. helping us treat people the way they want to be treated. It's all about them, not about us. Yeah, so I mean, let's jump into agency management systems for just a minute. So you integrate with many. Are there I some that you the- haven't? Reached that agreement with yet, or where yet?
1: Correct, and you know, look, we are members of Vertifor's Orange Partner Program. We have been for many years, and we've been integrated with QQ. I think since 2014, Vertifor bought QQ, and uh, we've been integrated for them for a long time. And we're just doing some work on QQ this morning to evolve some lines of business. Um, AMS 360, another story. We are considered a competitive product to AMS 360's InsureLink, right? So they kind of. Um, they give us access to a web services API, which is an old API that is, is available for AMS 360, but it doesn't give us all the data we need so that we can create a proof of insurance ID card. There are other ways to do workarounds to end up getting that data, but it's it's like, okay, we got other fish to fry to do it, but you know, we, we like those guys. Yeah. I think the easy links and um, applied uh, combination, my first reaction to that was boy how birds of a feather get end up getting together um, that's that was just my personal reaction because I think that the perspective easy links had always uh, we've known them uh, we've talked with some of their senior management usually one level down senior management never really made themselves available to vendors and then they ended up putting you know other people in there that they'll tell you they were opening up and they'll open up if you want to open up your wallet, and it was pay to play all the way. The other management systems, they'll charge a fee for access to the API, which is wholly legitimate, and it's a cost of doing business, and that it's fair as can be. Easy links, awful. Uh, the fact that Applied acquired them, I think it's great, let's see what happens. Um, I don't think much will change, because when it comes to Epic, Epic is closed off to most vendors. Uh, right. They'll have select vendors that they'll work with, but generally there's no open API there. And they want it that way. And in fact, you know, there was a time when, before CSR24 came out, CSR24 might have been the insurance agent app. I'll just leave it at that. So, and they chose to build it internally. Um, Hawksoft has been awesome. Uh, We helped them build and test their API. We were their first API partner. Paul asked us to work with them on that, and we did. And uh, it is a... It's a great API, we aren't able to write back to it yet, but the volume of data and depth of data in terms of coverages, limits, and deductibles that we can get and display in the app for clients, pretty deep, pretty rich, that's been great. Um, we are working on others, three others that have not been announced yet publicly, but they're okay. coming, um, and we're excited about those because one of those is now kind of the go-to now that Easy Links is kind of, people aren't so sure about Easy Links the way that they work pre-applied. Um, right. They're not sure what's gonna to happen to their license fee. Not, there's a lot of unknowns there. So we'll see, um, but, and we do have designs on working with EasyLinks in a way that is good for the agency. Um, It's a workaround as we consider it. It's not the elegant way that we like to connect to a management system, but it is doable. What we're really focused on, the one thing that we really do think is important, that we wanna get into the app. We know that companies do not feed payment information into the management systems. They'll feed the premium data, but not the payment information. That kind of, that's a holy grail. That's really important. And we are talking with companies about getting that data so that we really can prompt someone and then have them pay it through the app because we know exactly what that number is. And that, that's an important number. We're onto it. We wanna get it in there. And, you know, it's not gonna come through the management system anytime soon. It's gonna have to be a direct connection up to the companies. And uh, as I said, we're working on it a couple of different ways. Um, so those, and then they, they, look, we won the proof that, not proof, we did deliver a first notice of loss from the app directly to an insurance company a couple of years ago. We won an award for that because we will always deliver the first notice of loss to an agency so that they can either massage the client, work with them, maybe not submit the claim if it's not worth it, or they can press a button and it goes right up to the company and feeds up directly to the company. It doesn't go through the management system because companies want to ingest that. They want to get it sooner. So we can already do that. Um, It's just a question of the companies evolving. So, um, the companies, I've talked about this a lot, but look, when companies were built, they were built in silos. Policy admin didn't talk to claims, didn't talk to billing, didn't, you know, nobody talked to anybody, and they liked it that way, right? Right. They're now just getting hooked up internally for real, right? So, their own departments can communicate. They still are not equipped, essentially, to communicate with the external world. I mean, they're really not. They're right. trying to get there.
0: Yeah. That's why they have us.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a while. Uh, and, you know, you do have some forward-thinking companies. That's good. I think that there'll be some consolidation through the guide wires and duck creeks. Um, those are important for the companies, for us as vendors. But, uh, you know, th- there's this whole talk about APIs, APIs, APIs. Well, you know what? I'd rather connect to two or three than connect to 300. Right.
0: So Less he, is more without question.
1: Right on. So everybody keeps talking about to build an API, Not all APIs are created equal. Um, A lot of APIs are not good. Uh, One of those management systems I was talking about earlier has had an API. We know people who've connected to it and they're like, it's awful. You don't want to if you you can avoid it. So they're not all created
0: equal. So I'm talking a lot and don't mean to. Sorry. That's okay. I'm listening to everything you say and this is absolute gold. I hope (laughs) you're listening very closely or watching us very closely. There's one thing I want to get to and we want to help people as we begin to wrap up today. Let's talk about money. So, we were talking before we went on about another agency who works with your app and you challenged the agency to come back and share a retention number of clients who actually have downloaded the app and are using it over a period of time. So, listen very closely. That retention number was what percentage? (laughs) 96%. 96%. So let me be clear. So this is a real agency that has been using the app for a period of time. So the challenge was start paying attention to that segment of clients who have the app downloaded and are using it. And then we'll go back and review over a period of time the retention number for the people who are engaged at that level because of the app. Matt, please. Thank you.
1: I tell you, it, we always knew there was a stickiness to the app. And the clients that have been with us for a long time, seven years, we've started to ask them, okay, of the clients who've installed the app, because not everybody's going to install it, right? And believe me, if your clients don't know that the agency has an app, I can assure you they're not going to install it. Right. <laughs> it's just the way it is, right? People so, are silently waiting to be led. They are, and I'll tell you, your frontline people are very important when it comes to you know, reminding people that the app is there, the resend invite button is there so that uh, the invite can be immediately sent. We had a client recently, um, an agency in Denver had signed up with us, they had not deployed the app yet. And the principal got a call from one of his clients and the client said, I've had a, a sewage backup, what do I do? It's bad, it's in the basement the principal said, I'm going to text you a link to download our app. Please do and complete the uh, property incident report. This report was shared with us. It's in a presentation that we do now. And this claim got filed within an hour or two after the incident happened. And it was at least $5,000 in damage that was done down in the basement. And the client was thrilled as in, that was something, you know, and it made a very unpleasant experience, truly a lot easier to deal with. And the principal was thrilled. He hadn't even rolled it out yet. And he said, this is awesome.
0: (laughs) So. 60 to 70% of people or more are doing everything right here. And at the end of the day, I was just um, talking with another InsurTech partner who happens to be a workers comp provider. And they include a lot of risk management as an example. And the platform that they have created allows people in large businesses that are out there on job sites, et cetera, et cetera, all the risk management stuff is right here. This is the future of where people are gonna be doing business. They just simply haven't been trained on it. Yeah. Uh, the late great Zig Ziglar said, motivation is like bathing, it's recommended daily. But the other thing is, training is like bathing. It's recommended daily. And why aren't people using it? Well. I will suggest they probably haven't been trained on it yet. So Matt, thank you for uh, your insights today in helping people. Uh, Matt, make sure that everybody has your contact information as we begin to wrap up today. If uh, people want to know more about the insurance agent app, what should they do? How can they find you, et cetera, et cetera?
1: Sure. The website's a great resource and it's very simple. It's insurance agent app dot com. If you happen to put in insuranceagent.app, that is a placeholder site. We may move to that one day, but uh, it is reserved. Uh, Our contact information is pretty clear on the website. If you want to reach out to me directly, uh, my cell phone is 980-322-7723. And my email address is matt at
0: insuranceagentapp.com. Fantastic. Thank you so much. So that's insuranceagentapp.com. That's it. Fantastic. Uh, check them out. Uh, we have done business with insurance agent app. I'll suggest six, seven years, maybe more uh, since we originally met. We saw the value. Uh, we need to create even more stickiness. So we need to make sure that we keep in touch. And from an idea standpoint, now I'm thinking, how can I further and customize, better customize the app to reach a, a greater amount of people? We're they want to be met. So Matt, thank you for all you've done for our industry to help agents everywhere with your incredible technology. And we look forward to continue to learn uh, how you will continue to get better. Cause I know you're always on the thought process that we want to get better every single day. As we wrap up today, anything else to add, sir?
1: No, I just appreciate the uh, opportunity to, uh, always talk with you, I I enjoy it. Uh, Not just about business, but uh, everything else that you do. Um, I really do appreciate uh, everything you do. And uh, as I said, you're more of a mentor to me than you know. So uh, I, uh, I always look at it like it's a golden opportunity for me if I just get to spend a little bit of time with you. So thank you.
0: No, no, thank you, sir. Thank you for all you do. And I value our relationship immensely as well. My best to you and to Kiki and to your family. Please stay safe and well out there. And again, everybody, if you haven't uh, looked at Insurance Agent App, go to insuranceagentapp.com or call Matt or email Matt. Uh, They are there to help and support you in your journey to grow your agency, uh, to create more wealth and to have more freedom to live life on your own terms. You have done that for us. So thank you very much for that, sir. Amen. Keep being awesome. Keep being you. And everybody, hey, if you enjoyed this episode of the Unstoppable Profit Podcast, please make sure you go there. Please make sure that you subscribe uh, to our app, and, and Unstoppable Profitpodcast.com. That's unstoppable. Profitpodcast.com. We're all out there on all of the apps that handle podcasts. So find us, make sure you subscribe. And if you value the information that you get from this podcast, please make sure you share it with somebody else unstoppableprofitpodcast.com and we're also on YouTube so you can see this visually as well. Just go to YouTube and search unstoppableprofitproducer.com. You'll find everything there and so much more. Mr. Matt Aaron, thank you so much for the time today. Look forward to continuing to learn from you and with you and uh, until then, make a difference, be unstoppable, leave no regrets, my friend. Amen. Thanks, Mike. Take care. All right. See you you later, everybody. We'll see you on the next episode. Until then, get out there and be unstoppable.
1: Thank you for listening. If you would like to listen to more episodes or share this podcast with someone you care about, please visit www.unstoppableprofitpodcast.com. Now go out and make a difference. Be unstoppable and leave no regrets.